everyone. Um, welcome to the very first episode of 529 Podcast um, with me at Demis and Ben at Ishban. Today, I think for the first episode, we're going to be talking about, you know, just an introduction of what, why we called it 529 Podcast and, and just a little bit about ourselves and how we got started and how we got to where we are today. So I guess, yeah, let's just get started straight away. So what is five to nine? <laughs> um, I don't know, you, you, as in, I think we were coming up with a name. Yeah, we were trying to come up with a name and it took a while. And I think we just wanted to find a name so we could get started. So Ben was watching this video, I think, and, and sent it to me. And this girl was talking about turning your five to nine into your nine to five. So that's where we got the name from. And I think it's quite self-explanatory when you say it like that. But I think we want to keep it a little bit like mysterious with just the three numbers. Yeah, um, so I think I guess, five to nine. Yeah. It represents like kind of what we do in the creative kind of life. Like everyone works like a boring nine to five job, but they finish that, and then if they have passions like photography or whatever, they go home and then they work five to nine. Yeah, with the dream of making that five to nine their nine, nine to five. five. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So yeah, so that's how we came up with the name, and I guess the purpose of this podcast is to talk about how we became photographers and how influencers. <laughs> uh, we don't want to use the word influencers but like uh, how, how we grew a following i guess online yeah. and, and how we can maybe give you guys some tips and tricks also um, we want to bring in some of our friends and and people we've met along the way to talk about their experiences and there's going to be some really cool people on this podcast in the future yeah if you have anyone you want to see just let us know in the comments we're going to start this podcast off on youtube and then We'll also upload like the full-length audio version to Spotify and iTunes, so you can find us there. Yeah, if you just want to listen to us while you're driving yeah. or working, you don't want to see our faces, you can just, just listen to us. Yeah, um, we have an Instagram account at 529podcast. Yep. And That's live already. Yeah, so... Follow us there. Follow us there. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Ask us lots of questions as well if you guys want to know what we make in the future episodes. We're going to be replying all the comments in this YouTube video. And all, all YouTube time. videos as well. Demis replies all his comments all the time. So <laughs> just keep asking questions. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, okay, so I guess move on. Um, so Ben, who are you and what do you do? Um, well, my name is Benjamin Lee. And uh, I go under the name Ichiban. I'm a photographer, filmmaker based in Sydney, but I also travel a lot. Um, my contents lately, it's been more kind of commercial stuff, but it's loosely based around travel and lifestyle. How did and, you yeah. pick Ichiban as a username? <laughs> There's no story to this. Like when I was younger, maybe like 14, 15, I played games and stuff, right? Yeah. And I needed a gaming name and um, I chose Ichiban. So it means like... Number one yeah. favorite in, in so Japanese. all the noobs in, what was I think, Black, uh, Battlefield and that kind of stuff? Right. Club. Okay. Yeah. Then... I had to spell it a bit funny because like it's meant to be spelled I-C-H-I-B-A-N. Yep. But then I couldn't get that because it's taken already. Yeah. So I had to go itch like a... Like, a, yeah. like an itch. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah, like an STD. Because <laughs> yeah. um, a lot of people that I've met in Japan and stuff, everyone thinks you're Japanese. So it's like yeah, quite interesting. No. <laughs> like he's just a Sydney guy. Not even I, Japanese. He's from Malaysia. I did, a, I did a post like clarifying that I'm not Japanese, but people think... Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I've been to Japan quite a few times. So I think that makes it worse. But okay. How did you, yeah. how did you um, well, start your Instagram account and how did you move on from, how did you start photography, I guess? So I used to work a boring like nine to five office job. It was in logistics and I wasn't meant to be there. It wasn't what I studied in uni. So eventually, I guess he wanted to promote me, my boss, and I 
didn't want to, I didn't want more responsibility, so I quit. Okay. And I had some money saved up, and I wasn't really doing too much, and I was basically just going cafes and kind of not working, I guess. I went to museums and stuff. I went hiking, like Blue yeah. Mountain and stuff. I tried to find that uh, Sea Cliff Bridge. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. All oh, right. Okay. So you like you found locations online or something, and then you, yeah. you wanted to go visit them. But at that time, I was kind of I had an Instagram, and I was kind of I figured out what it was a little bit earlier. So I was trying to kind of learn photography. Okay. But because I was doing nothing, I went and bought a camera because I was doing nothing. So I started taking photos. <laughs> okay. But I bought it. It was an X Pro One. Okay. Because it looked like a Leica, but I couldn't afford Leica. Okay. <laughs> so I bought that. Then, but luckily I bought it because then I started taking photos and I kind of started to take more photos and post it on Instagram. Then I dragged my friends out to go kind of hiking and finding spots and that kind of stuff. Right. And I post on Instagram and eventually Instagram suggested me first. Yeah. On, okay. Yeah. So that's how kind of you, your, your account kind of grew yeah. the initial growth. Yeah. Like your first kind well, of Well, like just, just by being on, because I was on Instagram so early, like 2011. Okay. Like I was already on like 10K just for being on. Really? Just that? Yeah, because like at the start. so early? At the start, there was just people just like following and you like their photo and they'd follow you back and stuff. Right. And, and it was like. Okay. And then like. Okay. Yeah, but yeah, so like I was about on about 10K and then I got uh, on the suggested user list. Right. So how often were you posting at the time? And like, do you think just because of you were active and you were posting but, good content, Instagram suggested you? There was no yeah. format back in those days. You just post like your food. You post like my first photo was like my chucks, my Converse okay, shoes. Okay. Okay. In a warehouse at work. Like, and you're gonna show show your photo right here, right? Like right here. Okay. Uh, <laughs> okay. Yeah. So that was the first photo, but I think they suggested me because I was exploring Sydney. Okay. So when they suggested me, I went to some carriage works and exhibition. Right. It's pretty cool. I think like they gave everyone white coats to kind of look like a, like a easy lab. thing. Oh, yeah, okay. So I took yeah. that photo and then. Yeah. They must have seen that was like something kind of special, like unique, I guess. Okay. And then they suggested me and uh, for everyone who doesn't know what the suggested user list, like it doesn't exist anymore, but they used to pick people from locations and put them on their um, suggested user list. Which means they followed us or they followed the people they put on this list for two, two weeks. weeks. Yeah. And people who are new to Instagram had access to this list because it's just people that Instagram followed. And so well, when you create an account, it's like, these are the people we suggest you to yes, follow. Yeah. Yes. So me and like, I think how many people want it? I think 200, they follow 200 people every two yeah. weeks or something. And so you, your name would come up when someone signs up Yeah. and you just like get a pretty fast amount of followers. So like, you grew from what? 10 K to about what? Uh, 10 to 25. Okay. And then there was a call, like not after long after that. Yeah, because like you have like, like a, a massive influx of new followers, and then they realize they're following you, and they yeah. didn't really like your stuff, maybe. Oh, and no, then they no. just unfollowed. You know when they they called. Like, oh, they called. Okay, yeah. So okay. that dropped me back down to twenty. Right, because I always thought like you know you had this sudden fast growth, and then you just like well, there's people that too, realize like, like oh shit I don't know why I'm following this guy. Are shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then and then. Um, and then like, okay, I'm just gonna unfollow. Like that's sort of like it always happens. Like once you get a giant influx, and then people realize you don't they don't vibe with your content, and then they just yeah. unfollow. So that well, there's that, and then there's like bot accounts and. But were there massive more? They weren't really bot accounts back then, though. Maybe, maybe I don't know. They're most likely inactive now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's been so many years. But right. then, like, we know a lot of people who have like grown 100k for that suggested user. Yeah, list. yeah. So I only grew grew 10. Yeah. But... Same. I only grew. 12. No, you could 15, I think. They after deleted the cult. five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So, yeah, but um, not long after that, I would get kind of free stuff from brands. 
I think the first kind of free stuff, what would you get? The first thing I like got hit up for was Adidas. Like that was the very that's, first thing. That's a, no, like you must have gotten something free, like watches and... I asked for a Daniel Wellington watch. <laughs> I actually emailed them and asked for one. Yeah. Um, and they gave me one and I did like a couple of posts, but then I think... I did it as well. There were a few other things I didn't ask for, but like very minor things. But yeah, like, yeah. But I think the first thing that I remembered was... Adidas reaching out. Yeah, like... Wait, wait. It was pretty novel getting free stuff back then. Yeah. Because, like, you post a photo and they send you free... You don't have to pay for stuff, I guess. Yeah. But, um, but then, after a while, you realise that you, we should charge and how, how much money we not should... Not back you know. then. Yeah, I mean, like... I think you start talking to other people who's also doing the jobs and they're like, oh, you're getting paid for this? So, like, we we all kind of kind of just chat about it and talk about it and, you know, we learn from each other about it. How much should we charge? <laughs> yeah, that's like, a big question, right? Coming like, from not a photographer to having to charge a client and you just throw out a number and hopefully they say yes and... Yeah, I mean, like, just... Out, I think. Also, just learning, like learning about the business and learning about taxes and all it's just like a big kind of learning curve for someone I think we can talk more about yeah, that of like course. in a proper episode or whatever but of course if you have any questions about that you should ask them in the comments who are you and what's your story <laughs> before i talk more yeah. um so my name is demis risley and um people probably know me best from my instagram account at demis my instagram account used to be called at demis risley but about a year ago, <laughs> I, I, we can explain the story as well in a maybe future episode. And you got at Demis. Yeah, um, and I can I, explain it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I managed to land at Demis, and it was it's been pretty good so far. Um, I started photography at the same time as I started my Instagram account. Yeah. Um, back in 2012, um, because uh, my cousin, who's a photographer based in Jakarta, Indonesia, he had a job to shoot a pre-wedding photo shoot for a couple and. He didn't know anyone else in Sydney, so he asked me to help assist him. So like, you know, holding the flash, changing lenses yeah. and like, I had no idea about photography. I had no clue about anything, you know, these locations exist and stuff like that. So he was like, okay, so we've prepared a road trip to Snow Mountains and we're just going to go for a whole weekend. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. And like, I was free that weekend. I saw him shooting and I was like, oh, maybe I can start taking some photos too. So I only had a really cheap smartphone at the time, like a really dud one. Yeah. And so I just started taking photos and anyways, a week later after that trip, um, I bought my first DSLR. Wait, um, was it? It was, like, it was a Canon <laughs> 1100D. Canon. Um, with, I didn't buy the kit lens. Yeah, I just yeah. bought a 50mm f1.8 because that's what my cousin recommended, the same it's cousin I, I was shooting with. And he's like, yeah, just get this one. It's, just like, it's cheap. It's good. Um, I was like, okay, sure. And then I was like, I can't even zoom in and out. I was like a bit like weirded out. <laughs> Um, but then that's how you learn, right? Yeah. How to shoot. You, you learn to step back. You learn to frame things differently. I still have that um, lens. I think it's... Yeah. Yeah, my only 50 mil. Yeah. And then and then you just start... I just started shooting every day. I would like... Uh, so I, I probably should say this. I work... Uh, I still work in an office. Um, I still work <laughs> nine to five. So I'm still trying to make my... Doing... What are you doing? So I do architecture. Yeah. Um, so... Um, back when, so when my, when I started photography, I was only in second year uni and I was kind of obviously just like using photography as a way to, you know, escape uni and like, you know, after you're doing lots of assignments. It was five to nine. (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, I still work in an architecture firm called FJMT Studio. I've been there for almost five years and, um, about half a year to a year ago, I became part-time. Yeah. Um, because I started to get a lot more photography jobs and I couldn't really handle both full-time. And so 
I think maybe slowly I'm stepping away, but I think for now I can still do both. And I don't know, I'm trying to make, you know, improve my YouTube game and like <laughs> this podcast might take time. So we'll see how it goes and, yeah. and see how it is. Um, how did you start Instagram? So yeah, I started posting those photos that I took with my cousin that day. Yeah. And then um, again, I think after two, three years of constantly posting two to three images a day, yeah. I got suggested as well. So what, I was do you on, what you on I was before? on like 2000 3000 <laughs> yeah yeah um and then I grew to 15000 and then went back down to 14000 so yeah. I only went down a little bit I was ahead of you once yeah. <laughs> yeah man uh yeah I yeah and then you like creep past me yeah but then it's just like it was um when I got suggested I was like so happy right it was like, amazing like, I felt like I was doing the right things I felt like I was on the right track I felt like Oh, my photography might be good, and it's, I. It's kind of crazy when you refresh and like. Yeah. Twenty four hours a day to just. We don't. We never. Head. We don't grow that much like that ever. ever. So then I was like a bit curious, and then I found an Insta meet, yeah. and I, I I found like it was a page called Ego Sydney at the time, I think. And I, 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 I guess I guess Sydney, <laughs> yeah, and yeah. um they were hosting Insta meet that weekend, and then I was like, hey Lucy, um, Lucy's my wife by the way, I was like, do you wanna go to this meet I mean we could maybe meet some cool people or whatnot and you know meet the community and I was like and she was like sure and we went and we were really shy at first we were like who do we really talk Everyone to like kind of is like I don't think we knew each other at that stage yeah. yeah and then I think that day there was so many people I knew a few people already from uni like they were yeah. already shooting as well we never really talked to randoms but like so many people and we just switched we're like okay let's just start talking randoms we both just started talking to people I met Mario there <laughs> Um, Shout out Bonnie on yeah, that. Yeah, Bonnie on that. I met Mario there. Uh, met so many people that day. Audrey and like. Was he just, there that day? Yeah, uh, that was the first time I met Mario. Because I um, I remember see, like I wasn't there, but I remember seeing all that kind of stuff come up. Because yeah. I was following you and a few other people, not yeah. too many. And then you start seeing like you post photos from like those kind of meets, and yeah, they started happening more and more. Yeah, yeah. I think there was, there was one one every two to three weeks. I think. Yeah. And I used to go see. to all of them and like we used to be quite active in that community and then i guess that's how you, we grew our accounts right and yeah. then um also brands started to work with us and then so like your stuff gets put on those brand accounts and yeah once you get features and like there's lots of well, other feature accounts as well you get then you kind of grow your account and grow your engagement and well when, how... when i did that daniel wellington watch thing which is like a while ago they were on like a few million back then yeah and that was like a lot so and you got featured on daniel wellington yeah okay so it's kind of worth it, but then I also used that photo later on to win a trip to Japan. But right, we can talk about Is that it the later. flat lay. The yeah, okay. okay, flat lay with the math and stuff. And right, that's a whole story. But we'll talk about that later. That's kind of how we grew our accounts. Like um, we started meeting more people, started going to more meets. Yeah, um, and it started like just becoming a cool community. Like just when if you travel, if you're following someone and they follow you back, it's kind of like a cool well, thing you to meet road up. Trips, like you went on a whole bunch of road trips at the start. Right? Yeah. I mean, that's just the local Sydney people. I'm talking about like if you travel yeah. overseas, right? Like if you follow someone, they follow you back. It's kind of a cool way to meet. Yeah. And it's like you take them, they take you around. And then if they come to Sydney, then we take them around. So it's like yeah. a good sort of community. That's like kind of cool. But I guess it's all, it all comes from building relationships first and yeah. like not just randomly like messaging someone for hey, out of I'm the blue. In Sydney. Like you see them follow you and like, hey, I'm in Sydney this week. Let's go shoot. It's like, I, I don't, don't even yeah, we know, don't know you. you. Yeah, as in like, it's sort of a weird community these days. Like, I think people just assume... One thing, so yeah. Yeah. But then, I guess, yeah, you have to build that relationship first and, like... 
But the, the funny thing is, sometimes they don't even follow you. It's like, why are you? Why do you want to meet me? Well, there's like they follow you, and then like you don't reply them, and then they unfollow straight away. Yeah, like, you can say that so it wasn't a genuine. You should request. slide in slow if you like. <laughs> if you know you're going to the US, for example, don't like message people the day before you're going. I think you should start building those relationships earlier, and it should be genuine. Don't just follow them just yeah. so they can show you around. Yeah, or, or just because they have a big following, right? Yeah. As in, you want to like we also want to build good quality relationships, like. Yeah. And we, we don't care about numbers. We just want like, we just want to meet the right people as yeah. well. Like, but I guess like meeting friends and, and collaborating and, and, you know, cross posting yeah. in, uh, on each other's accounts. So if I tag you and you that, tag me. That used to work. Like, yeah. And your followers would see that, oh, he, he went yeah. out to shoot with this guy called Demis. And then my followers would say, oh, he went to shoot with a guy called Ichiban. And then they start seeing the tags and then they start following each other. Yeah. But I think if you start becoming like really good friends and shooting all the time, then like your followers kind of become the same in a way. Like, and that's why it probably doesn't really work anymore. Well, like if they wanted to follow you, they probably would have followed you, followed you like weeks, months ago. By now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we do a lot of things together. So. Oh, but I guess that was back in the day. Like back yeah. in the day, we started well, Everyone Instagram. was trying to find accounts to follow back then. But yeah. I think like everyone's following enough channels. And for me to follow someone new, they have to be very unique and do something very special these days, I think. Yeah, I think it's just like how, how much out of the box are you and how creative you push your work i think that's yeah. that's why i would follow someone new today well um, that if and if you meet them in person yeah exactly talk about like how instagram before didn't used to be what instagram now that i think that's quite interesting to talk about yeah well when i got on instagram like the whole interface was different you were on android right yes so i think a whole year that was only on iphone and so when they opened it up to android users like everyone on iphone was like keep these people off like we don't really? like them all. yeah they, oh, okay. yeah they they got annoyed and i remember i was this chick and she was like oh i'm gonna delete instagram because like it's not cool anymore really but um then they opened it up for that okay and then yeah it kind of grew there was like a point in time where they didn't know how to display ten thousand followers so it'd be one zero 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 like zero and yep. it would just like yeah just be like yeah, yeah. so they, i think it was justin bieber was the first dude to kind of Hit one million? Yeah, yeah. So they didn't know how to display his... his yeah, so just so and long. So they had to kind of come up with the whole K and M yeah, system. Yeah, and yeah. that's kind of how that started. But but you were saying before that you used to just use Instagram for the filters. Like, yeah. That's and then quite they became not cool. And then you <laughs> don't use them at all now. Because, I mean, people used to post on Instagram. It's like, oh, that's a cool filter. Then you kind of... How did you do that? Like, yeah. then you have to download an app to kind of do that. And then you see photos and you start posting, like, there. Yeah. And then that's how you kind of get started. Yeah. But... Then but, they added like editing tools and you could like change exposure. And yeah, that kind yeah, of stuff. yeah. But I, I, we were talking about this before. Like we, we both didn't start Instagram to make money or to become a photographer. You couldn't make money back then. Yeah, it was just an there was nothing like, back then. Yeah. And then, but I guess times has changed. But I think what the message behind this story is that like you shouldn't go into Instagram thinking that you should be making money. Like I think it should be more focused on creating art and creating good things and being unique and being you. So like, you, you don't need grow to... grow into a career, I think, after you learn the skills. Yeah, you don't need to like, you know, promote yourself. Like, you don't need to be constantly telling people to follow you. Like, that doesn't... I feel like that's really you sh- ingenuous. You should never tell anyone to do something. If they're going to follow you, they'll follow you on their own accord. So Yeah, and it's much, it, it, it feels much better if you get a follow from someone you really admire because... Yeah. You, because your work is good rather than you told them to follow you like i think it just feels a bit weird to follow someone after being there's told a lot of to follow like them. when you meet people there's a lot of like follow 
that game that you play. Yeah, it's so like everyone I, does that. I've seen people do it as well. Like they, oh, what's your Instagram? And they pull out their notes app and they're like, <laughs> Instagram in here. Really? I kind of do that sometimes. Like sometimes then you can check them out and like if they're not that good, then you don't follow. But like yeah, yeah, if you yeah. hand over your Instagram account and they put it in and they, they hit the button themselves. Yeah. <laughs> right. If we don't follow you, it doesn't mean that we don't like you as a person. It's just like we like to have our feed curated to see what we want to see. Yeah. Right? Like it doesn't mean that we don't respect you as a person. We we don't we care about everyone, right? It's just we like a certain it's certain personal. style of photography. It's pretty personal we both, following. Yeah. yeah. It's not like we hate you it's like it's people yeah. take it personally though. of like, course <laughs> of course um but i mean it's just like everyone's feeds should be a curation of what you like we want to keep the follow number low so that we can interact with the people we yeah. like and so we if we can't interact with thousands of people so i keep mine around to 300 400 people like just i don't know 600 700 I yeah think. but i i'm the type of person to like everything <laughs> on my page so I'll, so reply like, every single comment too. I reply to every single comment. I like every photo and I try to interact like, with like people e- I follow. Every single comment you reply. Yeah, I do. So, so if someone like, just keeps messaging like comments. I just hi. I, yeah. I do. I say hello every time. <laughs> Spam him to ruin his day. <laughs> no. Just keep messaging. He's gonna reply every single message. Like, yeah, some people just do like emojis nonstop, and I reply back with emojis nonstop. Like, it I gets use... to a point where like I had to kind of stop because it's wait like. You post at 9 p.m. Yeah. And you interact with like everyone who comments within the first hour. Yep. But then it takes longer than an hour to reply everyone. Of course. And then it, the, the comments keep coming and like I just kind of do five it, hours just like messaging people. I kind of just do it in my off time. So like if I'm on the train to work or if I'm on the train home from work or like if I'm at work, maybe I'm, a program is loading or something. And if I just have a bit of spare time, I just reply to like five, ten comments at a time. So it's like that sort of happens. And then... You post another photo and then you kind of, it's just another day. For me, it got to a stage where I had to, like, I can only spend an hour a day max on, like, replying comments and that kind of stuff. So you just kind of end up, just, like, sinking five, six hours into... Yeah, it's, it is, you, it is you, gets that much, though. But I guess, I mean, if you want to grow an account, right? I mean, now it's become sort of a little yeah. business for us. So yeah, yeah. Uh, having that engagement and interaction is, is always good. And being showing your followers that, you are approachable and you can, yeah. they can ask you questions you can answer them is also good so and i'm happy to answer lots of questions like most um, of the people i reply like even though i've never met them i kind of we've spoken more than once and yeah yeah we can have like a relationship almost like yeah mostly like whenever we post we're always like talking shit to each other like in the comments yeah, yeah, yeah. of the first like, <laughs> yeah. the first hour <laughs> yeah like think of the dumbest thing you can say in this photo and say it. Like, <laughs> you should read our comments <laughs> our kind of group of friends like yeah like to kind of trash talk each other yeah but like i mean the, the group of friends formed by just you know these meetups yeah, or like yeah. one person follows this other person and then they bring us into a dinner or like a group setting or like and then you just kind of it's, form these groups that like it's changed a lot because yeah, like, sometimes you don't vibe with some people and sometimes you vibe with other people so yeah. like you're obviously gonna draw yourself towards people that you vibe with do you remember how we met Yes, I remember how we met. Do you remember how we met? So, yeah, Shan told us to talk about this. We, should, we wanted to talk about it anyways as well. Very uh, um, Little Peach. Very Little Peach, our, our friend Shan. Um, she asked us how we met, and I remember I, how we met. I remember, like, not your first photo, but the first, like, memorable photo. It's like, of you holding a. I found out you cheated and you photoshopped it too back in. Like, oh, I the didn't lens even ball? Know. No, no, it was like oh. a piece of ice. <laughs> oh, I have that photo. I can show you. It's a piece of ice, but it's like shaped like Australia. And yeah. it's like, was that Australia Day photo? Yeah, it was Australia Day. And I. Yeah, but he cheated I, and he photoshopped. <laughs> and I held the little Tasmania in my other hand. 
So I had a one piece of ice. I think my comment was like, this is some, this is creative. I think I just started following you. Right, okay. Yeah, I don't remember the first... Cheated, <laughs> but I, I mean, that's my style, right? As in like, yeah. I mean, my style is not cheating. My style <laughs> is to, to show people a new side of things. And like, you know, I'm not going to sit there and carve a, a piece of... I, I could have. But I think the idea came about afterwards. Yeah. And I even photoshopped my hand in on that's the That's how it usually happens, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. So I, it was Australia Day and I was like, I have a photo of me holding a piece of ice. Yeah. And then Where I, were you? We were at Blue Lake. So like... Um, yeah, Kosciuszko National Park. What was that? What was you went on a road trip. Charlotte right? Pass. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we were like five of us in, in a car and it was fun. Um, we're talking about <laughs> how we met. Okay, we're talking yeah, about how yeah, we met. Yeah. Um, it was an event that... It was one of the very first events that Instagram hosted in Sydney. It was called the Instagram uh, Soiree. Yeah. And so they, they invited all the suggested people. Yeah, basically yeah, a group of friends that we still hang out with today and we talk to, yeah. to today. We just met everyone that night and I think I remember talking to you. That was our yeah, first conversation. You I, lived in Maroubra. Yeah. Yeah, so <laughs> and like I kind of grew up there so it was like, hey, you live in Maroubra. How did you know I lived there? Uh, did you take a photo of that footbridge? I think you... I did. Yeah. I did. Okay. Yeah, right. I recognized that footbridge and yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, that was the first time we, we chatted and then I, I guess... We did. We just chatted again afterwards on the app. I think. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> My first impression of your photos. I don't remember the exact one, <laughs> but I just thought your photos were so brown <laughs> back in the day. Talking about brown. <laughs> it's funny, and then I realized Dave, Dave would like. And then I realized you were colorblind. And I felt really bad. I was like, oh shit, he's colorblind. <laughs> like I, I can see colors. <laughs> yeah. <I know. laughs> hey, hey. But um. No, I mean, your, your feed looked super consistent, consistently brown, <laughs> but it was really nice, it was nice was to see. I was doing a lot of nature stuff. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, like, like earthy so. tones, you, yeah, you had yeah. lots of earthy tones, and your greens were sort of desat a little bit, I think. I remember. <laughs> yeah, I remember, but like, um, that's, that's when I started following you, I think, after, I don't know if I was following you before that soiree, but anyways, that's when we started, yeah, there, there used to be a thing called Worldwide Instamates, so every six months, Instagram host tells the sort of organizers of each yeah. city to host a bigger meet gareth and i run a page called global night squad i think that's why i met you properly i think right so the very first one it was eric and i so um sydney night squad sydney night squad one which is what we called it sydney night squad yeah. was the very first one we didn't have an instagram page at the time yeah. so eric and i just randomly had a thought we're like hey how, how come no one does meets at night and we used to do a lot of night photography because yeah. we work full time and that's the only time we could shoot after work. And so it was like, let's just start, let's just host an Instamate, let's just see what happens. And so we both posted on Instagram, I think I was on maybe 40k or something and Eric was on fifth, like 10k or something. But anyways, I think you guys were the bigger ones. The very the first one had 90 people on a Friday night. It was raining as well. It was, I was so shocked. I was like, what the heck? How come all these people are out here? And it was fun. I just got to meet everyone. And then we kept doing more and more and more. And the last Sydney one had about 300 people. <laughs> it was like, what, what, how do we deal with all these people? And um, it got a bit out of hand. Like a few cops came and like... Yeah, I remember that. Was some, that the some, Yeah, some of the kids just started jumping on the tram. It was, it was not good. And I felt really... I felt responsible and I felt really bad. Yeah. Um, I think with those numbers, you need to start getting permits. And Yeah, I think, I think. Um, people are like, you should get a megaphone and then... I think someone else said if you're to megaphone and turned into an official event and Amen. so you have to register the event through city of sydney and it's like it gets a bit out of hand i guess that's you why need insurance and public liability i guess to do that kind of yeah stuff. i guess also that's why we haven't done as many meets lately because it's sort of like i think everyone sort of met everyone but i guess the, the newcomers really want these meets yeah and i think we should be doing more 
like we met each other and our whole kind of friend group like through those meets yeah but we've all kind of like that's our group now and like we go out and shoot with like each other and stuff and i guess less kind of inclined to go meet new people yeah it takes a lot of energy like it does it does i'm kind of an introvert so like talking to people it takes a lot of energy out of me so yeah yeah talking to camera is also really hard and that's sort of why i guess we well for me it took so long to you know, have the courage to to. This is gonna be awkward editing, and like, yeah. I think this is fine because we're chatting and stuff, but yeah, I have to sit there and look at myself and edit. For yeah, like an hour, two hours. Cause... Yeah, that's when kind of Instagram started. We first met. Then we we went on a few road trips together. Yep, and we started. That's when we met the first like kind of Sydney crew. Do you remember who was there? There was, I oh like which which you which guys know trip? Gareth at at Gareth Heyman. He used to be um, called Nights and Lights. Yeah, so. Demis was meant to pick us up in his his bang bus. It's like, a, <laughs> like a <laughs> Honda Odyssey. I yeah, a Honda Odyssey. It's a family like car. Like nine people or whatever. But he Seven. was meant to pick us. Huh? Seven. When was this? What what trip are you talking about? We went to Zigzag Tunnel, but like you picked oh, us zigzag. up from okay. Central, right? And then I yep. I remember I stood like next to this guy smoking outside, and it was like, who's this guy? You didn't know who he was. Yeah, yeah. Then right. like we both get into your car. I was like, hey, what the hell? oh really? <laughs> it's Gareth. So that's when we kind of first met. I think we had hashtag and everything. <laughs> Yeah, we made hashtags every single time we did a road trip. Like we just like, okay, hashtag is this guy. Share some of the photos. Yeah, know, like, so we can all see it, see what we made that day. Like yeah. it was, it was fun. Like it's still, I'm saying it's still fun now, but it's just a different sort of vibe now. It's like we only shoot these days for work, basically. Yeah, or More when or we're traveling, or if we have a job. Yeah. Um, we don't shoot. Um, we we barely shoot anymore, yeah. as in like, but I guess I guess also like we started this podcast because. We just wanted to try something new. Yeah. And Instagram maybe might be getting a little bit boring for well, us, but I anything guess... after like five or six years gets pretty repetitive. Yeah, we've been on for seven and eight years, and it's. it's been that long. But it's sort of like, how do you push yourself to create different content? And like, I I yeah. hate being boring, and so like, I don't want to just sit there and post the same things over and over again every day because yeah. it's just like it makes you crazy. So like. I differentiate myself using Photoshop and I learned Photoshop through uni and yeah. architecture. And so I've always, I even edited using Photoshop first. I never, I use Lightroom so late. Remember yeah. you were like, yeah, it's the on. same thing. I think yeah. it's just, it's not made for and photos. I never shoot like raw. Yeah. I didn't shoot raw for so long. So I used to shoot JPEG and edit on Photoshop only. And so I tried to convince him for so long and he just like, no, nah, it works. Like, <laughs> which is fine. Like I didn't want to tell him to shoot raw yeah. and then his photos become shit. <laughs> Yeah, so, but you should shoot raw. Yeah, um, yeah, and then I started shooting raw and JPEG, and then I was like, one day I think one of my JPEG was overexposed. Like maybe I'll try the raw, and then I, I was able Pull to bring it back. back. Yeah, um, and I was like, okay, this is good. And then I started to learn a new workflow using Lightroom. Run us through a day in the life of you. Like, what do you do day <laughs> you to day? Should, I think you should start first. Go. You can actually start first because yeah, I guess it's, it's more routine for me. Yeah, I think I work every day, almost, almost every day, nine mm-hmm. to five. And um, so day in the life would start, I would wake up around 8, 30, 9 o'clock and I'll explain why I wake up that late <laughs> yeah. at the end of this All story. Right. So I would wake up at 8, 30, 9 o'clock and I would get to work maybe around 10, maybe sometimes a bit later. Yeah. Um, and then I would just do a normal day's work. Um, like from, you get to ten, like work at 10 and then you stay back. Yeah, I stay till hours. about 6.30, sometimes 7, yeah. um, just to finish my work. And I mean, as long as I got, get the job done, I think it's fine. Like if there's a meeting that early, I would come in. Yeah. Um, but it's I, good that they're yeah. kind of flexible. Yeah, my yeah. office has been really, really good. Um, yeah. And so I guess when I'm at work, yeah. my day to day, I am, you know, drawing up 
floor plans and like very things. architectural <laughs> things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, drawing floor plans, working out like areas, massing models. Like I don't know, it's it's very it gets very technical sometimes. Yeah. Um, but it's fun. I enjoy it. I really like the people I work with, and um, I guess that's a big reason why I've stayed. You wanted to be an architect since you were like young, right? Yeah, I wanted to be an architect since I was nine years old. Um, my uncle, I get influenced by yeah. all these people. Um, my uncle, who's an architect in Indonesia, was um, designing rent. Like we were renovating our house, and my uncle designed the renovations. Yeah. And I walked into his office one day and saw all his floor plans, and like I was like, "Whoa, this is so cool!" Like it's like real life Sims in a way. Yeah. And he had a model, and like I was like, "Whoa, okay, I want to do this when I grow up." Um, so I kind of went through school and high school pursuing that trying yeah. to be trying to get into uni for architecture um so yeah so driven. I, I had no idea what i wanted to do it was weird like because everyone was like what do you want to do and people were like i don't know but i knew i wanted to be i didn't even know what it was properly like i just knew my uncle did it yeah um and so yeah i wanted to my first kind of dream was to own my own architecture firm and at, at age nine <laughs> nah at like at like when i was doing uni and yeah, i, yeah, and I yeah. realized what architecture was so th- i would be doing that day yeah. to day so till about six o'clock six thirty and then um i would go home or g- either go home or go out to shoot yeah after work so if i'm going home i would spend a few hours you know with with lucy with my wife so we would eat eat dinner watch tv I don't know, watch movies or whatever. And then when she goes to bed, I would start editing photos. You start your five to nine. Yeah, I start my five to nine <laughs> yeah. at about maybe 11, 12, yeah. 11 p.m., 12 a.m. And I would edit photos till about 2 to 3 a.m. every day. But I guess my sort of sleeping late and like, you know, that kind of culture and my body clock stem from architecture. Because we used to sleep... sleep- at all. We used to like do all, I, used, I did like two all-nighters in a row and yeah. like just to finish uni assignments and stuff like that. So if that's what, if I go home, but if I go out and shoot, it'll be, let's say if I had a job. Yeah. Um, last night I, I had a job for Sydney Theatre Company. Oh, just was that yesterday? Yeah. So I... Did you shoot for them yesterday? Yeah. Yeah. So I, so these jobs come through emails and... and Are you allowed to talk about this? Yeah. Uh, yeah, go on. Uh, <laughs> Um, so I guess jobs come through emails and I've sort of managed my photography emails while I'm at work at FJMT because sometimes things are loading and stuff. So I just quickly reply and organize things that way. Um, and then, so I would be out shooting. And so I shot from about maybe six thirty, seven o'clock till about eight o'clock, eight 30. And then I would go home and And edit edit it. Yeah. So I already sent them the photos. So Um, what time did you step editing to? I was up till 3 a.m. last night. Yeah, but that's a normal Standard, night. Yeah. yeah. Like, I remember I was in Greece. Yeah. And it was, like, in the middle of the day over there, which is, like, I don't know what time it is here. And you're like, hey, yeah. what do you think this photo? <laughs> and I think I checked the time. It was, like, 3 a.m., 4 a.m. <laughs> you don't sleep at all. But. but, and then, I guess, like, not just jobs, but then you... I, I edit to keep up with Instagram. And so, like, yeah. I try to post four to five times a week. So, that's what I'm editing for. Um, if there's no jobs, then you kind of just try to keep pushing your Instagram account and try to get creative. And do, you, do you have everything drafted out? Like how many posts ahead are you um, a week? I used to have more, but now I kind of just like let the inspiration hit yeah. me whenever. So it's like if I feel like editing this, I'm like, okay, let's just do it tonight. Um, but I have ideas planned a few days in advance. So maybe two to three days in advance. I'm more like, 
half an hour so if i post late at like 9 30 it's because like i it's like fine i'll post tonight and like you go edit something at yeah. 8 45 <laughs> try to post by nine but for me i think i have to be organized because i mean more organized yeah. because i'm working during the day so i can't edit photos yeah, but that should mean i have more time to edit during the day. oh but you're probably doing other things right i mean uh, you get to explain you can explain yeah, what yeah, you yeah. Did. but um, having a plan helps yeah, yeah like for me i have the edit done and a little story video done the night before yeah and then i write the caption when i'm about to leave work and so that's i i prepare three things for a post yeah. so the post the actual video for a little clip and a caption and then so yeah that's how my day usually works and then on the weekends i have more freedom to to go out to, to do road trips and shoot more or, yeah. or even just chill and relax. I think having breaks is really good. Like having yeah. just like downtime and doing nothing for two two days in a week is really, really good. I think boredom helps creativity. I was watching a TED talk. Yeah, like, boredom definitely helps creativity. If you're stuck out of your mind, you don't, you're just like well, sitting like people, on TV. People are looking at their phones all the time, so they're never really quite bored. Yeah. So you need to kind of just do nothing. Yeah. Is the idea. I think also, I mean, the different things spark creativity. I think for me... Um, playing sport, like playing basketball, yeah. um, like makes your mind work a little bit better as well. Yeah. Um, like I, w- I would feel so much fresher after I play a bit of sports yeah. the next day. Um, but yeah, so that's how I live 20, so how, many <laughs> 24/7. Of, how many hours a, a night do you sleep? <laughs> I get about five to six hours of sleep a night. That's I think. A, Not too bad. On the so, low end. Yeah. So from like 3 a.m. to about. 8 30 9 o'clock yeah so five th- to six hours i think i need like nine <laughs> you need nine like, yeah i mean everyone's different right i mean nine i can you know lebron james sleeps like seven like 12 hours or something crazy because they're athletes they're yeah, athletes yeah. and they have to read well, he's doing more than him. yeah <laughs> <laughs> they have to like their muscles need to regrow back yeah you know? like anyway so what's what's a what's a day normal day like for you my normal day i think i work freelance so I like freelance you're either employed when you're working mm-hmm. and then once that job finishes then you're unemployed so like it's a constant cycle between like looking for work and working and then like yeah so I go through periods of like I think I've worked eight or ten jobs in the period of like two months or whatever yeah you've been really and, busy lately yeah like so now I've got downtime so I came back from Japan and it's been what, two three weeks yeah so I've just kind of been chilling and catching up on work and replying emails and that kind of stuff yeah but before that, I was like doing back-to-back jobs. So I did a job in the US. Um, that was for Kentucky. I was with Matt Joes and Jake Rich. Yep. So I came, shot that for two weeks. We mm-hmm. drove across like the whole of America pretty much, like 4,000 Ks yeah. in 12 days. Yep. Then did that, came home for about a week. And during that week, I was kind of planning my next job, which um, I went to Mykonospol. Mm-hmm. We shot a kind of documentary commercial kind of piece there. And then from Mykonos, I flew directly to Japan, which I was editing the Mykonos job for about a week and a half. Yep. And then I had like the Oppo gig, which uh, we ran around Tokyo and met a whole bunch of cool people. Okay. And so that was, I was pretty much away from home for like two months almost, minus a few days I came back. But I was mostly just like organizing the next job, like when I was back. So yeah, yeah. Felt like two months. Um, yeah, you yeah, were so gone for a while. Yeah, but then I, like when I was on the America trip, I was also doing. I did that uh, Osmo Pocket campaign. Yep. While yep. organizing the Merit gig at the same time. Yep. And then also doing like Adobe stuff on the side. So there was like four, it's pretty stressful. There's like four jobs at the same time, 
while we were on a <laughs> on a bus with 45 other people driving through america yeah yeah okay yeah so i think for me it's more one at a time whereas you have like well, more things happening freelance like you don't know when the next job's gonna true, come true and so you don't want to like let go i was unsure if i was going to do the mykonos job because it was just too tight i wouldn't be able to take conference calls on a, a greyhound bus with 45 yeah. other people yeah. so i would have needed help but like somehow i managed it and like Okay. I was able to organize all that kind of stuff and like at the time it's the most stressful thing ever mm-hmm. but yeah like when it's done yeah it's when it's done of, it's yeah, good it's <laughs> like lucky I did it because like I was able to do so many jobs yeah and knock all that out and I can relax a bit more now yeah but yeah and it gets busy and you have to kind of like try and manage it all I think I want to try and find help to kind of like produce I guess okay so if I had someone like doing um helping me organize the merit gig and like I had to book flights, I had to find accommodation. So like more admin to, style. Yeah, but like stuff help. I don't really want to do. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, so like a producer can kind of I take think, on that stuff. I think that stuff, like also they could help with like pricing and looking up licensing yeah. rates and stuff like that. Well, I think like, that kind of stuff helps as well. I'm out shooting like in America and like the client, like if they wanted like, oh, like, I, we need like this, this thing signed or like this email or like your accommodation plans or whatever. If I had someone to kind of send that, yeah, I wouldn't have to stress as much. Yeah, but, so yeah. I guess your your daily life is sort of different every day. Pretty much. What would uh, you be doing if you were back in Sydney then? Like, if let's say you had no jobs, trying to work on like a lot of personal stuff. So I found like over, the, like I've done this for like three or four years now, right? Right. So when you have downtime, I think it's normal for freelance. Yeah. So you have to try and make use of your time. So do a lot of personal stuff and, um, yeah, make use of your time and don't treat it as you're unemployed you need to treat it as like, this is time for you to kind of get all your loose ends tied up and... How do you know that what you're... I'm curious yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. How do you know that, you know, what you're doing in your downtime will end up benefiting? Like as in, of course, you won't you know. really know. How do you decide that today I'm going like, to be... Update my website or like today I'm going to do this. Like just how do you plan that? Like Priorities, I guess. Like you need to come up with a list of things that you, you want to get done. Yeah. And then you just need to start working on it. Like for I, need, example, I need some tips for when so, I, if I end up going freelance. I, need... I think you have enough things like to do. Like you're pretty on top of it. But like freelance, you need to have self motivation and kind of be in check of yourself. Yeah, yeah. Because it can just turn into like yeah. you wake up, you go eat, and then like watch the Netflix show, and then it's like midnight. It's like <laughs> what am I taking? Because like for me, I've that had can quickly turn into like a week of doing nothing. I've had times where like you know I take two days off work because I did I had a shoot one day and then the next day I said yeah. I was gonna edit it. Yeah. But then the second day when I'm editing, sometimes it might be quicker or or slower than I thought. Yeah. And I was like, I can't really imagine myself doing this every single day. Like I mean, you're you, probably not editing every single day. You don't like, have a boss to tell you what to do and you don't have deadlines. So like, yeah, because sometimes I'm like, sometimes because if I'm at work, there's a set like lunchtime yeah. is around this time. So I would go out with my work friends to have lunch. And it's like a good time to just catch up with people. Yeah, and like, yeah. whereas if I'm by, a, by myself at home, <laughs> by myself, I, I, would, I think I would feel a bit lonely. I was like, oh, like. I have a I... dog and I have a second screen that I just like leave a YouTube video running. Right. And it's like it's noise, I guess. Even just like motivating yourself to leave the house to get yeah. food or something, right? Like There's that's... times like that I haven't left the house for like a week. <laughs> like my pizza. <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy because like I, I always enjoy like people time. So like yeah. I enjoy talking to people and like... Yeah. I, You're an I, extrovert if I you think, had to lean. I think I'm more leaning towards extrovert side. Yeah. So... Um, every like of course I, I live with Lucy and yeah, at yeah, night yeah, we yeah. get to talk to each other every day but like during the day if I'm not talking to someone well, 
it's it gets a bit boring for me so when i did the u.s trip yeah it's pretty much like with someone like the whole two time. weeks yeah, yeah yeah then uh do you get to, tired when you have to talk with to 45 other people oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you're sitting with someone next to someone on a bus for like 10 hours a day and yeah, then like okay. out and then you get to sleep for like a few hours and then you're back on it. Yeah, yeah. And then like straight after that, I went to Mykonos. And yeah. Like I was with Jonah and uh, Adrian and stuff. Yeah. That's fine. But then as soon as I got to like Japan, the first few days, like I didn't leave the hotel room for like Yeah, but because days. you were working, you were editing. No, no, like I just didn't want to be around anyone. Like, so uh, that was like, so yeah, I, I guess... went downstairs to Family Mart. I bought food and I was just kind of chilling. Yeah, guess, yeah. Watching shows. Yeah. Okay, but so that's like good. You need, you need a bit of downtime, yeah. right? And Especially it, after all that travel and all that people interaction. You just yeah, but then like after three days, I had to go out. Like it was yeah, too much. Yeah, and Went out here and there to shoot and meet some people and then get back to work. I always find it um, shooting. I don't like shooting by myself. Yeah, I, yeah, I noticed that. <laughs> I hate shooting by myself. So like every time I have a job, I always um, ask if I can bring along an assistant or if there's an assistant fee or something. But like last night, I got Lucy to come with me to yeah. shoot. Just, I just like to have a bit of opinion. Just like sometimes, you know, you, your your mind, even though you know it's yeah. great, you just need someone verifying it. It's like, oh, that's good. Okay, I'm going to keep going. Yeah, and but just I like think a little should, bit more motivation. You should try and go shoot on your own. Yeah, it's just, I find that really I boring. Think it is boring, but I think you need to kind of get used to it because there are times yeah. where like there's going to be no one and like yeah. you need to... When you shoot street, you can't really go shoot street with a whole bunch of people. Yeah, it's I don't do my street, but then I get, yeah. yes. And also, like, it I mean... It's kind of boring, but you put headphones in, you just, like, wander around. But I guess, let's say you're shooting for a client, and the client's not there, and you have to get the job done. Like, just having that sort of voice in your head that's like, you know, you're, this is what they're asking, and I showed my assistant yeah. that this is what they're asking, and they're kind of like, oh, that's cool. Okay, so then you, you kind of work out different angles instead of just focusing on one too much. Yeah. And so if I'm, like last night, I, I was kind of a little bit focused on one angle and then Lucy's like, oh, why don't you try that side? So it's always like good to just have voices to just guide you. Yeah, I think for I me, guess. that's sort of my interpretation. And yeah, even like, I don't know, for me, I don't even like eating alone. And I don't like doing stuff. I just don't like to be alone. Like it's... I At the start, it's kind of weird, but then yeah, you right. learn to be comfortable with it. Yeah, I think like, you just... it's it's and Then you learn to kind of enjoy being alone. Like, yeah. So... I've traveled. Have you traveled alone? No. No, never traveled alone. Yeah. <laughs> you should try it. It's... Actually, I've traveled like a leg alone. Not like a day or like yeah, transit. Yeah, yeah, no, I think no, like no. an yeah. actual trip alone. No, no, no. I've never done a full trip alone. But it's I don't different. want to. I, I, I want to well, share no, it with my like, wife. So I've I done it, right? It. I think yeah. I prefer being with friends, obviously, because like you get to have fun and like you get to do... I think I'd go and hike and do crazier things if there was someone. So like if I slipped and broke my leg, yeah, I be on my own. exactly but right. Like, just like I was, I went security to, and safety wise. I went to New York on my own and that was fine. Yeah, like I think you can shoot all day like with, when you're with friends and then you go back to like the Airbnb or whatever and you can kind of kick it after that. But yeah, like yeah. when you're on your own, you shoot and then you just go back and it's like kind of... But it is what it is. Like Yeah, okay. You go back and edit and it's kind of... When you travel on your own, do you have a set plan? Like today I'm going to check out this area, hit these spots, eat yeah. at this restaurant. Do you have that sort of plan or... Not so much like down to the restaurant or right. like food or whatever. Right. But, um, yeah, like, I, these are the spots I want to go to. Okay. And then you go there, and then, like, I usually don't have a full plan. I just go there, and then I'll walk. Yeah. So, I think in New York, I walked, like, I walked a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, the, like, I wasted a lot of time walking to places, like, that weren't great. Right. So, it would have helped if I had met a local. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But it was... Yeah, yeah it's a good experience, you never, nonetheless. You never know what you find, like, while you're Cause wandering for, around. Because, for me, when I'm traveling, I sort of find the spots that I want to hit yeah. up. 
and then Lucy would pick the restaurants and she would sort of pick the restaurants that are in that area. Yeah. So it's sort of like today we'll explore this area. Yeah. Let's say Japan. Like today we'll explore Shinjuku Shibuya area and then Lucy would be like, okay, in Shinjuku Shibuya there's these restaurants and I want to try this out. And we, I think that's sort of like yeah. a good way to, to do a trip. Japan, of all the countries, Japan's like an easy place to travel. Of course, like, Japan's like, the Ichiran, best place to travel. Ichiran, you don't even need to talk to the person. Like, <laughs> you're just like eating. Ichiran's great for eating alone. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah okay. Most of Japan's kind of like... Yeah, because everyone wants to just everyone's focused on their own thing and they just want to get yeah, but their it's, work it's done. It's not weird to even like a proper restaurant. It's not weird to eat alone. Yeah, yeah, just fine. Or you just go to like a conveni and just eat like yeah, exactly. egg sandwiches. <laughs> exactly, and onigiri every day. Yeah, yeah, okay. that worked out. But um, okay. That so I was shooting back to like my daily routine. Yeah. So that was a full on two months, and then I come back and I'm kind of like waiting for emails. I don't usually find work. You don't usually I, find work. I either. never hit yeah. up people. Like, as in, I'm quite busy already every day working in my architecture firm to the point where like, I, I can't. We've been pitch, lucky. I can't I cold cold email clients. Yeah. But I guess you you do sometimes or not really. Sometimes. Yeah. But, but I guess most of my like significant amounts of work have come from just like yeah people messaging you. Exactly. Yeah. I cold emailed, yeah. um, people when I was trying to look for sponsors for my competition. Yeah. But that's about it. Like as in. I'm not asking them for money. I'm just asking them for a, a bit of product and we can kind of cross promote yeah. each other. I mean... Talking about cold calling you, so that's the only time you... I've, that's sort of the only time they do I've it. I've sent out emails and like, normally they don't get back to you. Like, because it hits like a, a general box and they just ignore it, I guess. But yeah. like on this topic, I think you need to find the right person. That's a... Yes. A I think we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it in yeah. another episode with... yeah how, how to reach out, I guess. Yeah, because we don't really do it. Yeah, I guess, I've done it a few times successfully. Yeah, I, I guess also when you think about it, like a, a brand usually already has a plan. Like they're not gonna just like see someone's cold email and be like. Well, they have a, a like a budget. Yes. And then they've already planned on how they use that budget. And like if you come in from like left side, just like hey, I want money. Yeah, it's for this great idea. It doesn't really like, work that way. Like you might, they might put you in the list for future things, but I mean. They're not going to... Well, they usually... need to go and find money if they yeah, want to yeah, yeah. kind of hire you for that. Yeah. Unless you... There's fiscal years. Unless so... the idea is that brilliant that they go for yeah, I mean, yeah, like, there's... Just... It's happened before. Like, I'm not saying it's... Yeah. But, like, timing-wise, like, there's fiscal years. So, yeah. like, if you're coming in the middle or, like, at the end, they probably have no money left. But if you're, like, just before they start planning the next thing, that you might be able to... Yeah, it just so depends as well. Yeah, so I'm chilling, waiting for the next gig. I'm trying to edit my video, so that's the next thing. You should what? subscribe to me on YouTube. <laughs> what video are you trying well, to You're like, wrap so up your kind of reel? I have, reel? I film a lot when I'm... Because I shoot video... I do photography and videography now, I guess. So yeah. I film a lot of videos while I'm out shooting photos. Okay. And I have a lot of loose footage from Iceland, US, Japan, New Zealand. There's a lot. So... I want to kind of make that into video, but I don't know how to do that yet. So end up being your highlight reel in a way, I guess. I don't want it to be highlight reel, but what yeah. do you want to? It's just like oh, a I don't want it to travel feel like video a highlight reel. So I need to kind of. It's hard. Well, I'm to stuck on it. That's why I don't know. How to... Maybe you're stuck because it's it's like hard to mesh lots of different places into one video without like, it just being like footage together. Because yeah. usually videos have a theme. Like the theme yeah, yeah, is yeah, usually yeah. a location. Yeah. So like, oh, this is my New Zealand location, or this is my Japan location. Or you could say like this is all the streets or mountains that I'm yeah, yeah. like usually they're the theme, but I guess like trying to mash mesh everything into well, one is the hard part, right? I guess. Which is why I'm kind of stuck on it, but I guess that's the challenge. Mm. Like, okay. Back on the topic of like using your personal time, your downtime as a freelancer, I think doing personal projects is important. Yeah. Like, I landed one of my bigger clients like um through my Japan video. 
Right. And that was like, I spent like three, four months like editing that video. That was one of your very, no, that wasn't your very first video. You had a few videos before. had like a dodgy ass like Tasmania. But I mean, every, every single video you make is an experience. Yeah. yeah. I need to learn. Yeah. (laughs) I need to learn. Are you going to edit your Hong Kong video? I've been saying that for like two years now. You're going to commit right now. (laughs) (laughs) It's hard. Like, look at the camera and commit. (laughs) For me now, like if I'm starting YouTube, do I focus on, I mean, you can focus on lots of different things, but like, do I focus on these tutorials? Do I focus on making cinematics? It's your first video. It's going to suck. Like, of course. So don't worry about that. I think. Like, I always try and convince people to try videos, like especially photographers, right? Try it's edit so your different. first video. It's different, yeah. Yeah, it's a lot of work. Yeah. But, like, get it done and then see how you like it. Yeah. And if it's, like, you don't like the process, because it's a long process. Yeah. Like, it took me months to edit that Japan video. Yeah. Because I had so much footage. But, like, I think, for me, the feeling is more satisfying, like, once you release it, I guess. Uh-huh. Then save photos where, like, you shoot a photo, you post it, it's, like, very short-lived and... But I mean, that's because of Instagram, right? Like Instagram is very instant and very like spontaneous. I, it only lasts. I mean, you're like, I, I'd yeah. compare it to like, if you were shooting a series of photos, that's one video. Yeah. Like that's the same amount of kind of work. So yeah. I still think a video is more work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But like you shoot one photo, like there's minimum, you edit for like maybe an hour or whatever. Yeah. And you're done. Yeah. Yeah. Try it out. I think. Yeah. I mean, like you learn so much, like so many video skills and editing and like it help us edit these kind of uh, yeah, podcast and but stuff as well. a week or so ago, we asked our followers some questions. Well, we kind of like hinted at starting this podcast and we asked what people wanted to see and asked some questions as well. So yep. we've got some questions here. All right, Go. we'll start with um, at Michael Lung. What photo slash video gear do you use? This is probably the most common question we get, right? Yeah, definitely. So. so I think it doesn't matter, but at the same time, like you use it every day and like it kind of does matter in that regard. Yep. It doesn't matter as much as people think it matters. Yep. But basically, um, I shoot on Canon. I have a 5D4. Mm-hmm. Um, I've started doing more video work, so then I picked up a Black Magic Pocket Cinema 4K. PCC <laughs> <Cinema, laughs> 4K. Yep. Um, that's mostly for video work. I have a whole bunch of lenses. Uh, I have a drone, Mavic Pro, Mavic 2 Pro. Yep. And that's about it. Um, I have a link with like all my gear on my website, so I'll link it. And you can go check that out in detail. Yep. What do you shoot with? Um, yeah, I think... Like you said, I think gear is not as important as people think it is. Like I said, yeah. if you have a camera, it doesn't mean it's a bad camera. It could be any camera. I like, think smartphones... Yeah, smartphones today are amazing cameras. Pretty, yeah. But what I'm saying is like, if you're used to a certain system, like you don't have to always change all your system to yeah. something else. Or like, like, just work with what you have. And then if you think that other camera might be better for you, like, like and then people ask us, what do you think of this camera? But we have no clue. I don't know what you like to shoot. Like if you like to shoot uh, fashion and... models, you should probably get like a medium format camera. But like, but also not just that. It's like I have no idea about other camera brands. Yeah. I only know what I use. Yeah, you're not much of a gear. Yeah, I only know I how to use my am. own gear, and I don't know anything about Canon. I don't. I don't know much. Yeah. So I, if people ask me, I don't really. I can't really give good advice. Yeah. Um. But anyways, I shoot on a Sony A7R2. Yeah. Um, and I always carry around three lenses with me, which is a 12 to 24, 24, 70, 70, So, and I also recently got an extender, for yeah. the teleconverter. So I feel like I got 12 to all the way to 400 everywhere I go. Yeah. Um, and then I, I also have a Mavic 2 Pro drone. Best drone a, ever. 
it's really good. Yeah. Um, and then a smart controller as well. I also carry a tripod, which is a Manfrotto B3, because I do a bit of time lapsing and night photography and long exposures. Yeah. And yeah, so I don't really have that much gear, but I, it just it's what I use and what works for me. My collection has been growing because of video. Yeah. It's pretty technical, but like I think you can buy a camera and then use it to the point that you figure out all the kind of shortfalls of it yeah and like where you could get like more benefits from something else I yeah. guess. but always like you have to use it first to find that out i think like the reason you would buy a new camera or a new lens is always to like if you can't do something your current yeah. camera can do so like if you really want to shoot architecture around, right? <laughs> as yeah, in, yeah. like if you if your camera can't do something then yeah, yeah you should yeah. look or like your lens so if you really want to shoot architecture and you don't have a wide lens that's when you would look into investing into getting a wide lens. Yeah. Um, General yeah. advice, I think, pick a system and then invest in the lenses. The bodies can always upgrade, but like lenses will last forever. So I think it's like also not, no brand is better than another. Like there's always pros and cons Cans. to. <laughs> I mean, there's there's pros and cons to different brands. I think. Yeah. yeah I yeah, think yeah, yeah. in the mirrorless world, like full frame mirrorless, I think Sony was in there first and I think they've got a few steps ahead of Canon and Nikon, but I think Canon and Nikon are, also, are, are catching up and they're, I think they're they're doing some this, cool like, stuff too. They've pit everyone against each other. It's yeah. Like, um, it's not really about that. It's yeah, for us as a consumer, like I use a Blackmagic now, so it's like, mm. it doesn't matter really. Yeah. But I like Canon. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I mean, it's fine. Like, and, I'm, and I'm into the Sony system as well. So it's like, whatever yeah. you use, just use it to the best you can. All right. right. Next question. Um, next question is from our friend Gareth Dot Heyman. Hey Gareth, shout go. out to you, Gareth. Um, what do you guys think of Instagram hiding likes? What do you think? So, um, depending on where you are in the world, currently they're hiding likes in Japan, Australia, Canada, Brazil, Ireland, Italy, and New Zealand. Yep. So we're kind of the first. One of the first. I think like Canada, Canada was first, yeah. and then and then they rolled it out to the rest of the countries. Well. It, it must have worked or like it must be beneficial for them to try and roll it up past yep. Canada. So, I think so I think there's like pros that. and cons. Like the pros yeah. is obviously like people are not going to be are going to be less comparing yourself to yeah. other people. It's like I mean, I don't know, culture everyone these days is like oh this guy gets this many likes. Like it's, yeah, yeah. it really doesn't really matter. Um it, it there's there's a yeah, con yeah, to it yeah. as well. But I mean, for the average person who uses Instagram like the likes doesn't really matter. So it, yeah. it helps with mental health and it helps with people not seeing that this guy gets 2000 likes and but I'm only getting 10 likes so I'm that guy's better than me it's not like that like it's that's that's the pro of it right like it helps it'll, it'll help the community in general and it'll help most people on Instagram I like Im immediate impressions I think like you don't realize how much you go straight to that number like, yeah open I post a photo and like you open you check and like you can't see it anymore yeah or like you can but it's like three An other extra, steps yeah. yeah so like eventually I think you just stop looking but like even when you see other people's posts, you immediately just like go straight down to that number and try and look for it. And like, yeah. I didn't realize I looked at it that often and put that much importance on it. I guess. Yeah. But I think also, but a con of it, like a, a negative side to getting rid of likes is I think you kind of, it's hard to th find if someone is credible or not. Like uh, the whole, yeah, the whole, like if, so, if they're on a hundred thousand followers, they could easily just bought all of them and only like get like 10 likes. Is harder yeah. to detect now and it's harder like, it's harder to detect maybe we should talk about it in more detail but like yeah it's like harder to find someone who's credible and it's i think it might push brands away from working with people in a way because 
brands sometimes don't really check who you are and they only care about the numbers if it's harder um, for them to do their job which is to like avoid cheaters and actually get their money's worth in paying yeah. you to do the sponsored post then they're gonna shift towards like just boosting on instagram yeah which has kind of been the trend lately i think like yeah so now that's gonna push like especially the lazier brands that don't want to do that kind of like work to find out if a influencer really does good yeah. work or actually has good engagement and good content um, yeah like the reach is everything yeah like, that's what they're paying for to yeah. like reach an audience and if it's fake then you're pretty much committing fraud i guess yeah as a cheat but i guess yeah cheap. i guess the getting rid of likes it makes it so much harder for them to find out if you're legit or not or it makes it harder for yeah. us to find out if you're legit so or not as well you can still see your own likes and if you're a business account like can personal account see it i don't know no no one can no, no, like your own account. Oh, yeah, everyone can. Everyone yeah, can so see your own You likes. go into your insights and you can still look at your own kind of likes. So they're yeah. still there and you can still see the number. Yeah. So if you were to work with a brand, I think in the future they'll come to you and they're like, hey, what's your insights? And yeah, then you have, to, you have to try and send that all to them. But the problem with that is that people can cheat and like in the lead up to working with a brand, they can just like buy 20,000 likes for a photo. Yeah. And then if you have a high num like number of followers, you look legit. Yes. When it could all be like, all fake. fake, yeah, bots and kind of but fake I think numbers. As of today, you can still see likes on the web. Yeah. So you could. But that's yeah. like when it rolls out, they're gonna get rid of that. I so. think so. Yeah, when it rolls out. But I don't know. Right now, they're saying it's just a test. So we'll see if it sticks or not. And I think it's a scheme by like Facebook. <laughs> Do you think so? Yeah, yeah, I think so to, like. To get more people to I think to, it's, to it's, boost and try to put push like advertisers. If they're deleting bot accounts. Right? Yeah, this hides the low engagement. So yeah. they like mass deleting bot accounts and yeah. like people can't see likes and like they forget about it. Yeah, this changes the whole way Instagram works, right? Yeah, it that's does. like such a big part of it. Like likes, it's a general indicator of like popularity and feedback. Almost. Yeah, I think from I don't use. I mean, I used to be like, oh my god, like I need to get, I need to hit a swim. But right now, I think I'm to the point where like it's just a way for me to check. It's just like it's like it's a, resonating with people. Yeah, yeah it's yeah, like yeah. just to just a, a good way to see if you're on the right track or, yeah. or not, kind of thing. Um, but something this big and it's changing a, like an app that's used by a billion people now. Yeah, like it definitely would have went past Zuckerberg and his mates. Of course. And they wouldn't have approved it if it wasn't like beneficial for them, them as a company. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Shulgi asks, "How do you get good at editing, and how do you find inspiration?" I think it's just doing it. Like I think editing wise, you just have to try different things and yeah. and just sit on the program, whatever program you use, Lightroom or Photoshop or Premiere or whatever sort of thing you're doing. Like just the more time you use that program or app, the better you get at it. Yeah. And like I think it's just time and and spending. like when you're first starting and you don't know what to shoot, you don't know if you want to shoot like portraits or like landscapes. I think you should try everything, and then once you kind of you figure out like pretty quickly what you like to shoot. Yeah. So. I was shooting with you a lot, like when we first started, like architecture stuff. And it was like just hanging around. It wasn't really for me, but like I pretty quickly figured out that like that wasn't my kind of vibe. Right. But I was there to hang out. So and then like you know what kind of motivates you to shoot, and you know what you like. But the only way to find that out is if you try everything. Yeah. And do it a lot, and then yeah, editing. Yeah. The the I mean the best way to 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 get good at something is to do it every day uh, and yeah. do it all the time and be passionate about it and push. Yeah. push it and like even if you're at first copying someone it's okay but like you want to try to step away from copying someone so but you you learn those skills by copying someone first and then you try to take it one step further we're at adobe max remember uh, quest lab 
Yep. On the stage, like he was talking. I think he was saying like, when you do something and like you you're doing it and like you're editing photos or whatever. Yep. Like when you lose track of time and it's been like seven hours and you you're editing, you're still editing and you haven't realized that time's passed. I think that's a good yeah. indicator of like you're doing something that you like doing. Yeah, and you're trying and to figure it, it out, get be... to the final outcome, yeah. but like you, you just lose track of time completely. Yeah, that happens that to me so much. <laughs> like, okay. you wouldn't be able to do something you hate, like accounting or whatever, and then like lose track of time. You're actually you're always going to be looking at the clock if you hate yeah. something you're doing, right? Like that was um, good advice from Questlove. Yeah, and I think also that affects questions that people are asking, like how much do you spend on these photos? Like how much time do you spend? Uh, oh, segue, well, well, wait. Yeah, so I guess it leads to the. Oh, I guess wait, we're going to answer the. How do you find inspiration part? How do you find inspiration? Uh. I consume a lot of photos so being a photographer myself but I also like looking at photos and stuff right yeah. so I try to put time aside and actually consume photos and not just look at them but like kind of think about what I like about them what I don't like about them and if I were to do it like what would I do differently yeah I have a mood board that helps a lot like looking at other people's work and stuff but I also know people who don't look at other people's work yeah there's that kind of so whatever works for you I guess but I think I mean inspiration comes from everywhere even like just walking on the street or like yeah. watching a movie or watching a TV show or like I like movies yeah Cinema's I mean there's a good spot lots of I mean it doesn't have to be a direct inspiration as well like I mean some of my edits look like Inception or Doctor Strange that kind of stuff like yeah. it, it, it's more direct but then there's other things where like an effect in this one movie helps you think about an effect on something else like lots of different things Okay, so leading back to the question before from uh, Baskar Minor 7 um, how much time do you spend editing each photo? Um, I try to spend as little time as well. possible. Yeah, of course, but like so if average, you if you yeah, shoot okay. a photo right, you don't shouldn't need to edit it that much. So like all the lighting and everything's kind of perfect, and you just do a few tweaks and. But how like often? How often standpoint. is the is the setting perfect? Is the quick like it's for me? It's not that, <laughs> yeah, not very often. It's not very often. Yeah, but I think my better photos is when mm. it usually you find the right conditions and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Okay. Uh, how long does it take you to edit a photo? I think I agree. Like, as in, if the settings are perfectly, like, really so good. So you don't have to do much. Yeah, but yeah. for me, I think time is always not on my side. So if I'm shooting, I really just want to get the shots that I need so that I could potentially use it in the future. If yeah. it's not going to be, if it's not awesome, look, like, the sunset's not like perfect or yeah. like if the conditions are not perfect, then like I just try to get these photos so that I could potentially use it for a future edit. Um, we do that a lot. So like yeah. if we're shooting, say a temple or whatever, and there's people standing where we don't want them. Yeah. Like if we know we can just remove them later, like instead of standing there and waiting for everyone to move and that kind of stuff, we'll, yeah, we'll take, just the, take photo the photo and then knowing that we... Knowing our once skills in Photoshop, move, we can, yeah. Once they move, you can just take another photo of it without them there well, and then just replace that. The, yeah. Sometimes, like, I know I can just Photoshop that guy yeah, out pretty easily. Of course, easy, of so course. Like, um, but for me, I think time-wise, if it's just a straight Lightroom edit, maybe 15, 20 minutes, 10, 15 minutes, but if it's, like, a Lightroom and Photoshop edit, it also depends on the complexity of the yeah. edit. Like, sometimes the Photoshop part only takes five minutes. Other times, I've spent the longest, maybe or five hours on one photo yeah. sometimes like it just depends on how meticulous you want to mask something or like what? how yeah what's the longest you've spent on just the lightroom edit 20 minutes half an hour <laughs> not long i, I don't spent know. maybe two hours sometimes. on just a lightroom edit sometimes when you need to massage the hell out of like the light like that oh right yeah it ends up being like four radi like gradient yeah, filters yeah. and like five or six kind of radials and then like i never really go that far into lightroom i just sometimes yeah, do yeah. It. Okay. 
Yeah. All right, last question. Um, if or not, Sam. A, uh, or Sam E. <laughs> if not for photography, what would you have pursued? I already know my answer, my answer. Okay. Architecture. If by chance I didn't pick up that camera in second year of uni, I would have went full speed ahead with architecture. Yeah. I mean, I'm, well, you, stu- I'm still doing it now. Um, I would have pushed like, you know, maybe even starting my own firm or like getting registered as an architect, like that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, there's steps to become an architect and I would have probably gone through that stage to to get to there. Um, but what about you? What do you, what would you have done? Become a bum. <laughs> I don't know, to be honest. Like, I studied uh, IT arts in uni and then I was working a part-time job like while I was in uni to kind of and I keep up costs or whatever. Yeah. And that was in logistics. Yeah. And then I finished uni, I got stuck there for, they were paying all right. And I was like out partying and stuff. So it was like, it paid for my drinks. <laughs> okay. And then, uh, then I quit and then I fell into this. Yeah. So I've only really worked like three jobs in my life. Cause like, I don't know, when you're a kid, you go like, <laughs> some, I want to be a fireman. I want to be a doctor. I Not don't know. that I remember. You do you have any like, I was playing games and stuff. What are you doing? Do you want to be a gamer? I don't know. Uh, like, okay. I don't know. But okay. like, I'm kind of lucky that I fell into this because mm. everything's kind of worked out. Yeah. 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 I mean, things work out, right? Like people's lives are all different and, and everyone is at a different stage in life. So you just have to... I, I think it's okay to not stage. know what you want to do. Of course. People can be like 50, 60 and then they figure it out. Of course. So <laughs> what's, what's our plans for, for 5 to 9 podcast? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it doesn't matter. We work it out as we go. I think like, we need to test things and like. I think for me, I want to have a goal. Like, as in, the goal would be to reach 20, <laughs> ten episodes or like twenty episodes or yeah. something like that, right? And then like build it up using seasons. So like, let's yeah. say we have ten episodes per season. Yeah. And then week by week, and then you know have a bit of a break, and then we release another season. As far as like where we're taking it, I guess like I want it to be kind of a creative conversation. I think I'm super interested in stories and like how people got to where they are and like also i'm really interested to learn from other people yeah. like i learn a lot from yeah, just yeah. them as well so just chatting to people and, and meeting people and on top of photographers there's also going to be you know sean who's an illustrator yeah. i hope to get like a few like travel yeah, bloggers or something don't limit it to just yeah so and... just like everyone who's creative who who's like living their best five, five to nine <laughs> right like that's yeah that's, that's the people we want to get um yeah. cool all right, I guess that's all the time we have for today, for this episode. Updates, you can go to our Instagram. It's at 529podcast. Yep. Hey, Thanks so, for listening to 529podcast. Yeah. Uh, if you guys could leave a review, that would be amazing. And um, yeah, it really helped this podcast out a lot. And yeah, see you guys in the next episode. Peace. <laughs> all right. <laughs>